Step into the mic today. I'm Chris Miles. That's TJ. And we're joined by Jason Williford, associate head coach for the UVA men's basketball team. I shall say the reigning national champions. You get that for a second year because March Madness was canceled last year. So did I get it right? Because the title is very important and nuanced with you. Associate head coach, right? That's the right title these days. That's, that's correct. Yes, yes. Now, break it down for people at home that, you know, it's it's nuanced but important when talking about titles and coaching staffs, the difference between an assistant coach and an associate head coach. Qu- quite honestly, there, <laughs> there's not much difference uh, in, in, in responsibility. Um, the title means a lot, uh, obviously, when you're um, – potentially trying to get a job um, and, and people look, you know, you're, you're sort of the, the second in charge, next man up, uh, so to say. Uh, but as far as responsibilities, I, you know, recruiting is the same, scouting is the same. Uh, the, the stuff you do daily uh, in, in and around the office, uh, on staff, um, those responsibilities haven't changed. Um, you know, I just been here 12 years and um, kind of coach presented me with the opportunity to, to get that title. And, you know, Richie McKay was was prior uh, and Ron Sanchez before me. And uh, hopefully I can follow in those footsteps and and uh, potentially get a head gig one day. You know, what's crazy about that is when you just say Richie McKay's name, I smile. Because for me, when I worked in Roanoke, Virginia, when he was at Liberty and then he went to UVA, Man, I was there when Tony first got the job and to see where you guys are now, it's been incredible because the narrative was like, oh yeah, sure. They're bringing in a coach that one coach of the year, but is that really gonna change anything around here? And it absolutely has. So take us through that process and when you knew that, oh, things are different around here. Like we have a chance to win a national championship. We can be a team that's going to the NCAA tournament year after year because I think Maybe it was when Joe Harris and that group became upperclassmen. I feel like that's when when I started to see it. Yeah. So when we first got here, you know, the narrative was you 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 got a long way to go. You you, you got to get it back to when the big fella played and you know those glory years with with Stiff and and Ralph and all of those guys and and, and my crew with Corey and Junior. Um, and so it was. Um, you know, you'll never win in the ACC, Duke and Carolina, and then we bring in Louisville and Syracuse and all of those teams and, you know, the style of play and you can't go to the pros. But what Tony did, his vision was just get, just get a bunch of players you could lose with first before you win. And then we were going to play our style. We were going to defend. Um, we were going to be efficient on offense. Uh, and then eventually the recruiting picked up. We were able to get some really good players. We we inherited some good players. Mike Scott was a beast his last year with us. Um, you know, we had Mustafa Farrakhan, Sammy Zaglinski, some of those guys we were able to. Um, and then we got Jontel Evans, who was a pit bull of a point guard. Uh, and so that defensive mentality, um, that groundwork was laid. And then you get the Joe Harris's, the Malcolm's, the Justin's, the, the Mike Tobies, the Anthony Gills, the, the Kill Mitchell's. I can keep going on and on and on. Ty Jerome, uh, Kyle Guy, DeAndre Hunter, those guys kind of followed in those footsteps. But you're right, the, those teams with Joe Harris, and when we won that first ACC tournament, um, that kind of put us on the map. 
um, and, and, and we were in the NCAAs and we just had to get over that hurdle, you know, do well in, in, in the NCAAs, try to get to a Sweet 16, Elite Eight. Um, and then, you know, we had some luck. Uh, we had a lot of luck two years ago uh, with, with Ty and Kyle and DeAndre and, and that crew. Jason, I was, you know, broadcasting with UVA uh, Sports Properties at the time when you guys won that first ACC tournament championship. And, uh, you know, I remember interviewing you and there were tears of joy coming out of, you, you know, out of your eyes. Talk about that elation, that sense of accomplishment, you know, <laughs> you know, having after won that, you know, yeah. talk about how you felt about this team and this program. Well, it, it had been a while, you know, there had been some, I don't know how long, Ted, it was, um, where we never played on the weekend. It was like years that UVA never got to a weekend um, game. Um, and so um, and it, being able to get to a championship game, um, being able to win it all, seeing all the fans in Greensboro, seeing that orange and blue confetti fall, it was, it was big time. And for me, it was extra special, obviously having played and, and, and being an alum. Um, I, I wanted it more for you guys as much as I wanted it for, you know, all the guys that had come before us. You know, we played in 95, we played in the ACC championship, um, uh, 94, I think it was, lost to Carolina in the ACC championship. Um, but, to, but to get back um, and, and finally get us over the hump. I mean, this is the second time at that point, that was only the second time in school history we won the ACC tournament. Um, and um, to to be a part of that, I was as happy for for the players that were on that team, but I was I was equally as happy for all of us basketball alum and, and, and all all of us to be able to celebrate that. When you think back to that time, Jason, do you feel like it was at that point that the program had arrived? We were still coming, to be quite honest, Ted. I I, I don't know if we arrived was the right word, but we. We, we were continuing to work towards something bigger. Um, that, was, that, was, that was the start, um, but I, there was more to come. And we just wanted to be consistent. We wanted to be put Virginia in a place where we could consistently win and compete with the Blue Bloods. We wanted, we wanted to be there annually every year um, at or near the top of the league and have a chance to get to a Final Four. Um, and that was the mission. That's what, you know, that, that was my focus. And I kept telling people, I, I'm not going anywhere until I get us, I, I want to get to a final four. My goal was to get to a final four. You know, that's, that's great to, to have those goals. And now that you guys have accomplished that, it seems like, oh yeah, well, that makes all the sense in the world. But again, to get back to the, the point of being deflated and to be the first number one seed to lose to a 16 seed, to have that distinction and then to bounce back and win the national championship the next year, I think in college basketball history, that's going to be a phase. Like that's going to be something that people point to, look how resilient they were, or look at the difference between one year to the next. Like coaches and teams are going to point to that for a hundred years. And I don't even think I'm exaggerating on that. Uh, what is it like to be part of that first to lose to the 16 seed? then second to come back the next year and get the complete validation because a final four and elite eight could have been validation enough, but to win it all, I mean, that's historic. Yeah, it was, uh, 
And unfortunately, Virginia has been on the wrong side of a lot of history. You know, Ralph <laughs> and Chaminade and now obviously, you know, us and, and UMBC. Um, and, but there was, I mean, there was some years, a few years prior, we, we played a very good Coastal Carolina team. And we were one seed again, and it's a it's a dog fight. Um, and so the pressure of being a one seed, uh, we end up winning that game late. I think Evan Nolte hit some big shots late. Um, and that was the year, um, I want to say we went, uh, I, I want to say we went to an Elite Eight that year, or, or maybe a Sweet 16 game after that, um, beat Memphis after that. But but again, to, to go through what, what Virginia has gone through, um, no one knew that pressure. Um, losing to a 16, um, having to deal with that, um, that was the lowest of lows in regards to basketball as, as a coach, as a player. Uh, and, and I thought Tony did a phenomenal job of resetting the team getting those guys to, to, to use that and motivate them in the off season. And then it, it lit a fire under us as a staff. I mean, we, we came back, we, we tweaked a little bit of what we were doing offensively. Um, we, you know, we did some things differently on, on that end, um, but the guys um, had a focus and, and, and in that off season, that summer, um, they really dedicated themselves to, we got to get back. Now we get back the very next year, um, and and it's a heck of a first round game again, right? We're down in the first half, and so that pressure um, was 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 for real. I mean, you could cut it with a knife; it was so thick in that arena. Um, but I think we had to get back to that point, break through that that ceiling, um, and then the weight of the world was off of us. And I tell people all the time, there's nothing now that we can we can go through that we can't handle. I mean, we we've we've seen it all from a basketball standpoint. And only the folks that have been a part of that 116 truly understand what that means. I mean, the, we'll we'll be able to 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 persevere and get through any any type of uh uh obstacle or, or, or any, any challenge that presents itself because, you know, there's been nothing like that. And I don't think anyone truly, I know you've been, you know, guys have been a part of some losses and some late second, you know, lose at, at the buzzer or some upsets, but nothing quite like that. And, and I think that's made us all the better. I think the guys that return from that team um, use that. And, you know, we get in it, the, the uh, Elite Eight, we're down, they keep their composure, Kihei gets, a, a, he gets the long rebound, throws it to Mamadi. Now you need some luck. <laughs> we, we had a bunch of luck going down the stretch, um, but it was that, it, it was having gone through what we had gone through the year before that allowed us to overcome all of that. So, there's this term that's called the unseen hours, right? It's where you're putting in work, there's no recognition, but you're leading towards something special. And for you, um, my friend, I've seen you many unseen hours. And what I mean by that is 
whether I was at a, a game in Roanoke, Virginia, high school game, or at a game at DeMatha, or at a game at Paul the Six, I'm like, hmm, who is that guy? Now, that's before I knew who you were. You know what I mean? I'm like, hmm, I've seen this guy around. How important as, you know, your advice to young coaches trying to come up, how important is it to, you know, work with your team, but then make sure you're spending that time on the road and keeping those relationships? And how do you find that balance? Because I'm like, don't they have a game tomorrow? Like, how is this guy halfway across the state and, and they must have had practice today? Like, I'm just always confused about that timing. So enlighten us on that and, and how important it is for a team's success. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously recruiting is, is, is the lifeline to any program. So you've got to recruit, you've got to maintain those ties. Um, and, and it's just, you know, staying in touch, being visible, um, but I think you, for a young coach getting into the profession, you got to also, um, there's got to be a balance. And, and if you've got a family, you got to, you got to have that family time. And, and, and obviously you're, you're with the team um, and it can be a grind, but you've got to, you've got to put things in perspective. You got to be able to prioritize what um, family first. I mean, that's, you know, Tony's motto is, is, is God family basketball. Um, I'm not all the way there with the God piece. I'm still a work in progress, <laughs> but it's family and basketball for me. Um, and so I try to balance those, but I know um, with recruiting, it's, it's just people being able to trust you um, trust your word. They want to know if you're going to you're going to work and, and you're around. I don't know if you can just do it over the phone. Um, you've got to be visible. And, and, and again, this year with COVID has been somewhat difficult because I love being in the gym. I love watching those guys. I, I, I just like being, you know, being able to, to interact and um, go pop in a coach's office and sit and talk and those types of things. Um, and so you, you just got to continue to maintain those things. But I think you got to, for, for young guys in the business, they, they got to be genuine and true to themselves. Just, just, just be real uh, so people get to know you and, and trust you and, um, you know, don't, don't come off as, 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 as a, a, a used car salesman. I, I, that, that, to me, rubs people the wrong way. Jason, how much of a barometer is it about your program when you start to look at how many players are successfully in the NBA right now? Yeah, you know, it, it's a, it's a, for us from a recruiting standpoint, it's huge. Everyone, all these young kids look up, they, they've seen these guys play, they look up to them. Um, you know, ultimately we want all of our guys to make it to that level and get there. Um, but I, I think what it has done is shown that you don't have to be a one and done. You you can go to a place like Virginia. We'll still get you to where you want to go. And, um, you know, our, our guys, those, those, those programs, those franchises, they know what they're getting. They're getting high character guys, um, team first guys, um, defenders, dudes that are going to play the right way. And I think they they value that so that, you know, um, it, it, it's been good. It, it's definitely helped our recruiting. So I would imagine that your competition looks at 
when you're recruiting the same player and they talk about the fact that you guys are a defensive-oriented program. And if a kid is a high-volume scorer, you know, he might not necessarily look at Virginia because he doesn't feel like that he can, you know, score or want to be able to unleash what he does offensively. For that, you know, the success of what you guys have done as a program, but also putting guys in the league, has that helped with, you know, getting the, the top-notch players to come to UVA? So, so quite, it's funny you ask that because quite honestly, for us, and, and I think with with players and, and families often misunderstand is when you get, when, when it's time for you to go to the league, if, if you're fortunate enough to go to the league, there's only one or two superstars on the roster, right? Everybody is going to be a role guy. So what we, I think what we do from a de defensive standpoint, we help our guys, if they're fortunate enough to make it, then, then they can last because when they go there, they're going to play, they're going to be a part of a system. Yes, you got to be able to score. You got to be good enough, but you can you defend? Do you understand rotations? Do you understand the stuff that's going to make you last? And I think that's where we have been pretty good um, in, in, in regards to doing that. Um, so, yeah, I, I think our track record starting to speak for itself um, and the success that the guys are having at the next level. And not just yeah. those NBA. I mean, we've got guys that have gone overseas and had heck of careers over there. I mean, and Anthony Gill has, has gone over there and, and is now with the Wizards um, because of what he was able to do overseas. And he yeah. left here um, not shooting the three. He goes over, he's shooting the three, and, and they, he's a three and D guy. So they, 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 his defense is what's gotten him in the league. How ironic. It's crazy when you say that because it's almost like when a guy comes out of a school, you think, okay, what do they present? And now when you see a UVA guy go into the draft, the first thing we assume is that they have defensive principles. And that's not a joke. That is like a, okay, Malcolm Brogdon, Joe Harris. Like a guy like Joe Harris, when you watch him at UVA, you think, oh, he can shoot. Like, does he have a spot in the league? And he's on his way to being the first player in NBA history to shoot over 50% from three-point range while taking five threes or more in a game. Like, he's, it's probably going to happen, and he has to do it with Kyrie, Katie, and James Harden. It, it, I think we all look at that as being he's a UVA guy because how many players that can shoot like that would just be able to adjust? So I think that's a prime example of what you're saying there. Uh, the question I have for you, though, is when I look at all the guys that you've had come in and out of the system, you were getting talented guys at UVA before you were there, meaning uh, whether it was Sylvan Landisberg, you know, ACC freshman of the year. And as soon as Tony Bennett gets the job, you know, I think there's this um, understanding of a player's personality or a player's ability to work hard. Like, how do you find those guys? Meaning, you know, guys that will have accountability, show up to practice, do the work in the classroom, all of those things, because when I think of UVA basketball players from this current era, all of them seem to have all of those things in check. And that's almost impossible to be a competitive team year in and year out and to check those boxes. Yeah, we, 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 we're not going to take a shortcut on character. And, and, and Tony said that to us um, as a staff when we first got here. I, I want high character young men, um, 
and, and they've got to buy into what Virginia is as a whole, you know, academically, um, be able to do it on the floor, obviously in the ACC, um, but, but we want character. And, and that vetting process is tough. Um, you know, you, you've got to do your homework. Um, you, you got to ask some tough questions. Um, but I think our culture and, and, and what Tony stands for, the pillars, um, you know, we, those guys who come in now have it easier because there, there's, there's leadership, there's folks in place that understand, and it's just been passed down that they understand how this, this works. You're going to come in, you're going to work on your game, you're going to buy in defensively. Um, you pretty much don't have a choice on the defensive side. Um, and, and, and you're going to go to class, you're going to do the right stuff. You, you, you're going to be about the right stuff. Um, and so I, it's just, it's where the culture is now, where the program is now. Um, but but it's, it's us doing our due diligence as assistants um, to bring, bring him the right kind of kid. And, and um, you know, I, I did, did a lot of good players. Uh, and I, to be honest, I think every kid wants to be a part of something bigger than themselves. Um, and, and, and we just, character speaks, speaks volumes. This season has been a little bit of an anomaly because you've had to deal with the effects of COVID and, you know, all the programs around the country have tried to manage as best you can. Talk about the effects of this pandemic on, on your program and you specifically. Yeah, I, you know, it's been a challenging year. Um, I, for, for me, for, for, for the kids, I mean, I couldn't imagine not being able to socialize and interact with, with at, at that age. Uh, so from a mental standpoint, I, I commend the guys for what they've been able to do mentally um, and, and come every day to practice, um, you know, handle their business, every class they're taking virtual. Um, you know, it's, it, it's been tough, but um, because they wanted to play, because they wanted to get the season um, underway and, and, and try to compete again for, for a chance to, to win it all, um, you know, they, they've stuck together and they've done what we've asked. Um, but it, 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 it's, it's been different. No fans has been crazy. You know, we've got a huge home court advantage here um, with the fans and, and not having that um, has, has been quite different. Um, I thought it was going to help when we went to Duke that there were no Duke crazies, but we still lose at Duke. So that didn't matter. Um, but it, 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 uh, it, it's, it's been, for me, the biggest difference is the recruiting. We, we haven't been able to get, get in gyms. We haven't had kids visit. Um, that, that's, been, that's been tough. Having to only recruit through video is hard for me. I, I like I like being able to put my eyes on kids and see true height, see who they're going against, see the competition that they're going against, what that's like. Um, and so that's been that's been quite challenging. Uh, Jason, I was going to say during the summer, uh, you know, our country experienced you know quite a quite a lot with the civil unrest around the country, and UVA has always kind of stood especially in the Commonwealth of Virginia, stood for uh, its, its own values. They've set their own values of what they, and they were staunch in support of being on the right side of this thing. And this year, you guys wear the, the unity jerseys. Um, 
is there a sense of pride from from the staff about how your your kids your 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 players have stood up for uh equal rights yeah so yeah i we've had several zooms during over the summer and, and prior to the kids coming back um and a lot of it having stemmed from from the george floyd incident and um we talked about it we wanted to see how it was affecting our guys and um and, and they they said they want to be promoters of change they want to be able to do something and so i challenged those guys um to to let's just not it, let it not just be words we got we there's got to be action now behind what we do um and so they've been really good um we've we got guys that are that are mentoring some young men in in the area through Zoom and, and, and meeting with, with some, some kids here in Charlottesville, um, parts of a, of a book club where, where, you know, it's not just about dribbling the ball. It's like, you know, you can see young black men in particular that, that, that are well-educated and, 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 and doing stuff um, outside of just hooping. And so our guys have been really good about that. Um, you know, they, 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 decided some were going to kneel for the anthem before games. And, um, you know, that's been quite controversial. But Charlottesville, unfortunately, was placed in the center of all of this because of what happened uh, a few years ago. And so, um, you know, for our guys to say, look, we want it, we want it to start here in Charlottesville at UVA, and then hopefully people see that and, and we could go from, from Charlottesville to every other city in the state and people can watch our, our example and um, we can help in some small way, continue to promote change and, and, and be catalysts for that change. We still got a long way to go, um, but, but I'm proud um, of, of them uh, wanting to, to, to be a part, um, to, to put their words to action um, in, in, in and stand for something. I mean, it, it, it means a lot as a coach um, to, to see them be able to do that. Yeah, like you said, uh, to go from that unfortunate incident, uh, racially motivated attack in Charlottesville to winning a national championship, to having a guy like Malcolm Brogdon and all of the things he's doing around the world and bringing clean water to, to different countries in Africa. Um, hopefully the impact is, is made from your current players, your former players, uh, the coaching staff going forward for years to come. And, you know, good luck in the NCAA tournament this year. I know we missed out on it last year. Thank you. I appreciate that. And it, it, it does have a nice ring to it when you can say, and still reigning national champ. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two years in a row because we didn't have a tournament last year. Jason Williford, associate head coach. Uh, for the UVA men's basketball team. Thank you for stepping in the mic. We appreciate you. Thanks for having me, guys.